mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Goes Without Saying. You're listening to Goes Without Saying with Seffi and Wing. I'm Wing. And I'm Seffi. <laughs> you look bored out of your nut already. Do I? <laughs> yes. I was just thinking what a lovely an eye smooth voice that was. Oh, thank you so much. Um, this is a great episode. I'll put my hands up and say it. Sue me. I think this is a great app. This is a good episode if you are feeling like you don't know what is coming up next for you. And there's a, maybe a little bit, there's the whispers of pressure creeping in to try and figure shit out. And your parents have got a stern look on their face. And all of your friends <laughs> are running off doing God knows what. And everyone is doing amazing, apparently. And you're stressing the fuck out. I honestly think this episode, personally, it would make me feel a fraction better. Um, and just before we get into it, I do hope you feel okay in life. I'm sure you do. Um, enjoy. Welcome back, guys. Hi. I've kind of forced Sefi onto the podcast because she said she had some news about Twilight. And I'm like, she was like, I want to save it for the podcast. I'm like, well, we need to start recording now then because I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I asked you, what have you been watching anything? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I haven't really been watching anything. And then I was like, I fucking have. What a complete lie You've been in the Twilight Zone. (laughs) Tell me the news. Tell me the news. The breaking news from 2010. So over the last, over the last four days, I have watched with my mum twilight new moon and eclipse i have not watched breaking dawn part one or breaking part part two breaking dawn part two yeah i have done quite a major pivot in (gasps) my stance on twilight oh my god and the whole way through like basically i feel like it won't even sound that major because i've been slagging off edward cullen since the day we put microphones in front of us oh i'm i'm already i'm already shaken to my core honestly i have always been despite the psychopathic nature of edward cullen uh-huh. i have been team edward a little bit team jasper goes without saying all say, the problematic stuff aside guys let's famously i'm there. team yeah. edward in my mind i have pivoted strongly to team jacob this is really strongly. big for you this is really big news i, I don't know how gonna cope and i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it like the whole way through me and my mum were watching it like we love jacob wow we love jacob and we were literally like i like i'm a bit in love with taylor lautner 15 years too late i'm loving taylor i know i've never liked him before i've never liked jacob i'm to be honest i'm speechless there were so many moments when like we've spoken honestly time and time again you're bored of it too many times you're bored of it (laughs) about how edward is a psychopath uh-huh. Jacob's a psychopath as well. He definitely is. The imprinting, not great. And no. the the non-consensual kiss, 
not great. To be honest, yeah, the fact that he was written by Stephanie Meyer just ultimately is not, means the not whole thing vibes. is not great. However, however, if Bella was to make the choice between two of them, and believe me, I'm not the biggest Bella fan. And if you're Bella, if I'm Bella, let's add in some personality to my perception, my portrayal of Bella Swan. Uh-huh, yeah. If course. I have those two options, the most pizzazz Bella's ever had. There are so many moments where it's like Edward actually. It's not even funny. Oh my god, he's a psychopath. He's so jealous. It's like no, you're actually like a murderer like watching right. this it's like i wouldn't be surprised if there's like alternate ending haha i've tricked yeah. you you're eternally a vampire now mm-hmm. and i'm gonna fucking like you're trapped here with me you, you're yeah. in my prisoner now like there are so many moments there's one that stood out to me that i was like this is such a real life Ooh. situation jacob gives bella like a bracelet because he realizes she's gonna turn into a vampire soon i'm gonna give her this bracelet um and it's like a it has like a little wooden pendant that he's made of a wolf pretty ugly oh that's that's really thoughtful it's really cute yeah from his tribe you know he's like sat there carving this little wooden pendant and he's made it on a bracelet sentimental value it's like a graduation Mm -hmm. present for bella and he's like i've made this for you i wonder if you could use that wood to like you know how vampires like die with like a wooden stake through the heart yeah, steak, yes. Not yeah. in Twilight, you need to be like have your head snapped off and burnt. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. He's there like carving this thing. This is news to me. I can't remember this bracelet at all. He gives it to Bella. I didn't remember this at all. And then there's a bit later when Edward sees it on Bella, he comes back a bit later and says, I think it's only fair I think it's only fair if I am also represented on the bracelet and gives her like a little charm, charm. to put on the bracelet, like a little diamond charm. He's gone to Pandora. <laughs> Literally, literally, he's gone down to Tiffany's. (laughs) He's been in the queue for Pandora. What the fuck? And it is so real life manipulation abuser. Like, well, you can't have something that doesn't have... I have to be represented also on the bracelet. It's like, that's a a nice moment between between Jacob and Bella. And he's Between, to be honest, between two like 18 year olds and you, a hundred year old man, can't understand. (laughs) Freak. And there are so wow. many moments that I'm watching it where... He's putting you off. It's an ickable offence. It's not even like, oh, they've coded jealousy as romantic. <laughs> it's not even any of the shit that I've been saying on here about Edward. Right. It is so much more real than that. It's like, no, he's actually like a walking it's actually fucked red up. flag. Yeah. Like it, for, for Bella to make the decision to be with Edward, she has to give up. Her, her entire friendship group when he's with her she does not speak to her friends <laughs> right you look so good the concern on your face <laughs> just so just so the listener understands what's happening here i've never seen this level of concern on savvy's face for a fictional character that would happen like fucking 15 years you ago properly shaken up <laughs> i'm shaken to my core by my love for like, this is for urgent news mm. the whole time i was watching this i can't believe this. i was like i have been glorifying this psychopath in my mind you know what you're giving me right now Mm. the taylor swift song back to december if you don't know is about her having this relationship with taylor lautner and she kind of um the song back to december is her like taking responsibility and being like shit you're actually a good guy and like i didn't give you the credit that you deserved (laughs) and that's kind of your energy right now you're like i miss your tan skin your sweet smile i do miss his so good to me so right that's the energy i'm getting from you right now and i couldn't agree more i think i've really (laughs) overlooked jacob and taylor as a whole he's the best of the bad bunch then is that the vibe by miles by miles still flawed completely but like compared to this buffet but nowhere fucking near compared to the awfulness of edward right 
I was just shocked. I like, I what? <laughs> usually I'm like, oh, he's disgusting. He's toxic. But oh my God, give me that. I will love you for a thousand years montage. That is so funny. I'm so shocked. My whole life. You've been quite viciously team Edward. No, exactly. The whole time I've it's known really, you. It's really, it's yeah. hitting hard actually. <laughs> the pivot. How are you going to cope with this identity shift? <laughs> what does this mean for us and our brand like i wasn't enjoying any scene with edward on every every minute he'd walk on i used to get like heart flutters now i'm like oh fuck off leave (laughs) her alone no i really can tell i can tell the whole of new moon the whole plot is that he you've all seen it he goes away he leaves (laughs) bella and she's just about and the gorgeous scene where the camera's revolving around her and <gasps> flooding through the seasons. It's so good. In that, I said, the only thing I would change about that is I don't think it needs the month written on the screen. Just silly. Bit much. Because it just speaks for itself. Beautiful scene. Speaks for itself. <laughs> it speaks for itself, yeah. Yeah. Just don't spell it out so much. Yeah, fair enough. He leaves Bella and he goes and he... Bella is just picking up the pieces of her life. She's just trying to build some motorbikes with Jacob, all to see Edward, but she's I just had a thought. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Mm. Just speaking about the artistic choice of putting the chapters on. I think, do you think, am I making this up? Am I giving her too much credit? Or like, am I making up something that didn't exist? In the book of New Moon, does is there a chapter, like November, and it's just blank, and then it's like the next chapter? <gasps> do you know what I, I mean? I don't know. I've never read, I never read New Moon. I've only ever read Twilight. I don't know why my memory is telling me that that's real, but maybe I, that was just my idea maybe wow. just now. But maybe that, because it kind of gives that Your book, book. just had the page ripped out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the title, November or whatever, and it's just blank. Maybe. Wow. I might be making that up. Is Stephanie a genius? I don't think so. <laughs> either way, whether or not I've made that up, I think either way, no. But also love her. Um, yeah, maybe explaining to the like horny 13 year olds that it the month is changing that they might not have been able to keep up but there's literally halloween followed by, like it's just it's, it couldn't be more yeah obvious. i guess i mean there's a lot of confusing <laughs> the whole thing is quite confusing i guess i'm sure they would have got the gist of the yeah that's yeah. the one thing i change about twilight <laughs> i'm barking up the wrong tree well i'm shook mm, same i'm happy for you though he's just He's actually too abusive for me to love now. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> That's what it's taken, the bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whole way through, I was just like, I can't even fucking deal with this twat. Wow. Like, if she was with Jacob, she wouldn't have to change anything. Also, like, I had this weird revelation when I was watching it. And I was like, Edward's skin is cold. <laughs> Edward's penis is cold. Is cold cold to the touch my mum even said imagine him she said the word penetrating you with a cold <laughs> wow. penis God. We like, yeah, team Jacob, you've team had quite Jacob. an intense couple days then. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's because the whole thing wow. is building towards oh my god they're gonna have sex and it's like wait let's remember his penis is cold but his dick is cold oh i don't think so sorry that was the doctor <laughs> which doctor it sounds really good it sounds like some sort of code sorry that was the doctor calling that was the doctor um anyway this episode are we done with that chat yeah we're way done with that chat okay thoughts on this app then uh my thoughts are i'm excited for this app i don't have any coherent thoughts right now i feel like no neither never um i feel like everyone I feel like it's kind of the time of year when everyone's like, oh, you're graduating, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But I also feel like just for anyone, like wherever you are in life, 
everyone always just feels like they don't know what they're doing they don't know where they're going yeah confusion pressure all of that shit so sorry to bring it up if you are graduating soon i'm sure you're really annoyed to hear me say that yeah congrats i just feel like it's kind of i don't know i'm just always down to hear people acknowledge that there's pressure I'm always down to hear people say they don't know what they're doing as well. I think that's one of the things oh, that I love. So true. I think as as you grow up, there's this weird revelation of like, oh, I was my parents' age when they had me. I'm the age now of my teachers. I'm mm-hmm. the age now of my old babysitter, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. People that you thought had their shit together. And the older you get, and you're going to be having this revelation at 40, at 50, at 70, at 90. Mm-hmm. Um that it's like, wait, no one ever knew what they were doing. And I think it is one of the best revelations you can have that it's just like, oh, well, the pressure's off then. If yeah. the people that were teaching me, if the people that were raising me had no fucking clue what they're doing, pressure's fucking off then. It's quite simple, really. Off. Yeah, this this whole thing is kind of just down for you to just see what you can make of it, really. To have some fun. Yeah. To live a life, maybe. Who knows? Ooh, ooh, oh, God. Here we go. Already feeling quite inspired. <laughs> <laughs> when do you think you felt the most pressure to like have a plan of what's coming next for you in life? Nothing hits me like academic pressure. Oof. Oof. I was actually speaking the other day about GCSEs, like that GCSE mm-hmm. time, which if you're doing your GCSEs now, Aww. I feel so sorry for you. They are. That was the most stress. I'm sure they're doing amazing. Oh my God, totally. Yeah. I, but I genuinely think that was the most stressed I've ever been in my life, which is saying something for the wow. for the um, the qualifications that mean the least in your life. I was the most stressed. Like the mm-hmm. amount of pressure that was put Just on. Just for context, anyone who's not in the UK, GCSEs you do like when you're around 16 years old and it's like your first, like your school leaving kind of certificates. And then you would do like your A-levels and they get you into uni if you're doing the traditional shit. But they're like the first kind of exams that you're told mean mm-hmm. anything, which I think is a lie, to be honest. I don't know. I mean, I, re- I really remember doing, I remember doing my SATs when I was probably 11 years old. Yeah, so that's same. what you do when you leave like baby school, like primary school. But those were a bit of fun, the SATs. Oh, totally. But I was really stressed about them obviously really yeah i was really like i have to they obviously went amazingly but i was like it has to be perfect like real twat about i'd already decided that i was gonna be an asshole to myself aged 11 (laughs) and i remember my dad being like um he was like don't worry about these it's your gcse's you gotta worry about (laughs) oh and it really obviously i held on to that until i got to my gcse's and i was like I remember you saying, because I would sit down with my dad and be like, I'm fucking stressed about my GCs, blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, no, it's fine. But I'm like, well, you told me yeah. when I was fucking 11 that these are the ones I had to worry about. And I remember that. But it's all, it's all a load of shit anyway. I just find it so awful, the amount that is put on children with GCSEs. Like, there are kids like killing themselves over the results of these exams which is insane it's insane the state of the world we've created and not even the results just the pressure of doing them yeah of just feeling like a failure at at 15 yeah that is Oof. a disgusting world that is disgusting it's absolutely feeling disgusting. like you have to have things figured out at 15 you're, yeah. you're taking them you're that's a joke you're making decisions at 15 you're making decisions of are you a science person are you an english person are you a drama 
drama person. Yeah. Where are you going to be in the next 40 years? Where are you going? It's so unfair. It's and really And then A-levels is like, you're already, you've already cornered yourself off into a specific thing. Yeah. Then at uni, it becomes this thing that it feels impossible to change your mind. And then almost this idea that, well, you've left uni, you're set now, you're this kind of person and you will be that for the next 70 years. Mm. Get a grip. I don't fucking think so. Well, I have friends who, I was having this conversation the other day, with a friend who did their GCSEs, just went into whatever they could get into, ended up doing essentially like an apprenticeship somewhere. And now it's their life career. It's their career path. Yeah. And it's like you're you're 25 years old working in a career that you essentially chose when you were 15, 16. Yeah. That's so common. And you are two different people now. Yeah, it's completely, completely. It's to be honest, the um, capitalism's favourite thing mm. it's the it's the life plan it's like you decide you go into it's um, nazi youth you're a scaffolder and you'll you'll be a scaffolder then your son will be a scaffolder then your his son will be a scaffolder it's like mm-hmm. it's this strange, indoctrinate them young it's no wonder troy bolton didn't want to be a basketball player and wanted to sing in musicals no do not stick with the status quo you want to work this out <laughs> do what you want <laughs> So GCSEs were the most pressure you've ever felt and you felt more pressure to know what you were doing at GCSEs than you did when you left uni. Yeah, because I, well, I don't know if I felt... So the stressful phone calls I've had off of you in the past, like, (laughs) three years were were less than what you were going through at 15. Different kind of stress because I feel like there's less identity pressure on the GCSEs. Like, I feel like when you leave uni, there's this identity pressure of, like, who will you be? Who are you in the real world? This this moment is the culmination of your entire education and who will you choose? Sort of scary. (laughs) And this is what we chose, is it? (laughs) (laughs) You chose wrong. Work in progress. Should have been the scaffolder. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I think the GCSE pressure... I was so young, I was so ill-equipped for that. And also it was things that I was obviously bad at that I was having to like force myself to be good at, like wow. physics, chemistry, math. I don't believe that you're bad at those things, but I was I was terrible. Like I would be <sighs> crying into like past papers at my table, like mm. a f- fucking 15-year-old girl crying thinking i was like the world's dumbest mathematician (laughs) and i probably am i probably am right so true yeah fair enough and i don't want to be and having to just do all this shit and it's like it's really trying to fit uh was it the square peg in the round hole like like, i'm never ever going to be able to do that and just feeling like why can everyone do a fucking long division and i just can't get my head around it why can i not uh was it balance an equation any of that shit it's just like I should never really have had to cry about it. Like if I got a, if I got a bad grade, I got a fucking bad grade in it. But for some reason it's like, no, you have to get a good grade. It's like, why? Why? It's hard, isn't it? I know. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com What was the most stress you've been leaving uni? Um, that came out so posh. Leaving uni. <laughs> leaving uni. <laughs> uh what like stressed about the future like i just felt like you were gonna say the the most stressed you had been is after uni the most stressed i've been about oh my god i don't know what i'm doing next yeah is uni for sure Mm. like leaving uni because i didn't know what i was doing next and even while you're still at uni before for for me before i'd even graduated i had people being like what are you doing after uni yeah i would be like uh probably crying about leaving uni like (laughs) (laughs) probably just gonna mope about for a bit and i did um And I feel like I definitely, I feel like I had, not everyone has, well, people have different markers, don't they? But for me, I I held on to uni as like, um, like a goalpost of I'm working my way to uni. I'm working my way mm-hmm. to uni. That was the only, I never, even as a kid, people would be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'd be like, I don't know. Like I never knew. I thought of oh, the job that I am supposed to, it doesn't exist. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm that there's not it doesn't exist for me that's that i think i don't it's just not gonna happen like me as an adult living i'm doing a job i i don't see it <laughs> it's just it's not i'm this is giving me bad vibes um and i could just never make a decision because i was a real libra kid but i'm working on it libra in progress mm. um i feel like i'm good at making decisions now but back in the day absolutely not so even as a young kid i never knew what i wanted to do but and this is because I'd always been told it, you're going to go to uni, you're going to go to uni. Partly, yeah, I'd, I'd just always been told it, so I believed it. But I always held on to going to uni as, like, a goalpost, like, an end goal of life. Like, I just, I'll make it to university, like, oh, blah, 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 I'll just get through this and then I'll get to uni. Or, like, blah, 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 and I'll go to uni. And I didn't really think about it after. I, I thought, oh, I'll just be at uni, like, forever, yeah. probably. Like, I didn't know I was going to have a life after uni. What? What do you mean the earth just continues to spin and everyone keeps asking things of you and you just carry on? What? Huh? I don't understand. Yeah. I thought the world would end when I was like 16 with my eyeliner and my hair extensions. I thought <laughs> I thought the world would end in my prime. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about, I think it's kind of what you're talking about. I was podcast. listening to Diary of a CEO. Have you heard of that? With Stephen. Uh- Stephen Bartlett. Are you taking the piss out of me? Are you actually taking the piss well, out of me? Well, I know me? you have, but you looked really shocked when I said it. <laughs> so because I, like, oh, I can't believe you. you said, have you heard of this? Are you joking? No, 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 before that you looked shocked. So I was like, you do know it. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay, so a big confusion there. We've had so many combos about yeah, him yeah, yeah, and yeah. that podcast. Okay. Stephen Bartlett. <laughs> I, knew you'd heard, I knew you did, but it was okay. more just like your face made me double guess myself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who? Just also guessed? earlier we had the thing where I thought you... Yeah, go on. Uh, anyway, anyway. No, 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 go on. Earlier we had the thing where you thought I... Earlier we had the thing where... What was I going to say even? Earlier you said... Oh, I thought you'd said something to me that you hadn't said. Oh. I thought you'd said the thing about... The Kardashians. I don't know. God, we've got ourselves in This is getting so yeah, this niche. Is confusing. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, go on. Who was the guest? Um, Jack Mate was the guest. God, in- interesting choice from you. Okay. So fascinating. Well, I used to love Jack Mate back in the day. Of course. Yeah, I can see that. 
fascinating story from him. I used to um, DM Jack, mate, on like Twitter. We used to be like little mates. You've told me this before. He had a friend called Jason. Interesting. He said once, I look like Cheryl Cole, which was a great moment. Yeah, I remember this. That's a really good moment. Really great moment when you're 14. Yeah. And they were probably about 14 as well. But anyway, I was listening to the Jack, mate, one with um, Stephen, Stephen Bartlett, the host. (laughs) Yeah, right, the host. He's obviously there. (laughs) Fucking hell. And they were talking about a thing called arrival fallacy. Yes. And it sounds a little bit about like what you it's had. That. Yeah, because I'd never heard of arrival fallacy before. Yeah. Where you Go get on. somewhere and you thought that was the end. You, for example, they were talking about you buy your house and you think, I bought my house. That's the end. Oh my God. Like I, I, I reached my goal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but fuck now I've got to like live in the house. Mm-hmm. I've got to like watch TV in the house. I've got to cook in the house. I've got to pay for this mortgage now. Yeah. I hope this is what I wanted. Yeah. And it's like, if you've been working your whole life, you're going to uni, you're going to uni, you're doing the GCSEs, you're doing the A-levels, you get there, you apply, you do your personal statement, you get there, you're at uni and it's like, <laughs> oh, now I'm at uni. Like, when, and then mm-hmm. that ends. It's like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I, I met the goalpost. What do you mean I've got to do another one? Well, like, what do you mean? Like, what does this even mean to me anymore? Yeah. Well, what the fuck am I going to come up with now? Yeah. It sounds like a rival fallacy. I just had never heard that. And I thought that's absolutely a great term. Yeah, it's completely it. Yeah, it is. It is. I definitely think I had that. That's the that's the most pressure I've ever had to... I think in your, like, at this time as well, I would even say, like, from the ages of, like, 13 to fucking 40. <laughs> so basically, your, your whole fucking <laughs> life. Because I don't want to wipe anyone out, but, like, I do think, like, early 20s even, mm. let's say. I don't want to cut off any 30-year-olds out there because I think it's totally when you're 30 as well. And I don't want to cut off the 15-year-olds listening mm. as well because I know you're listening. But I just think these are the times when you're really, it's really easy to be really hyper aware of yourself, super self-conscious, especially now with social media, you're constantly, you can't help but look around at everyone else and see what everyone else is apparently doing. And for some reason, there's this assumption that you put on yourself that is, well, you're not doing enough or as much. You're not as far as them. I actually screenshotted someone's message we asked on the story about what you guys think and somebody said that they mainly get the pressure of like having a plan for the future or whatever from friends and they said they always seem to get to life checkpoints before me and it's weird to watch Mm. and I was thinking about the concept of life checkpoints and like milestones and stuff because the idea of checkpoints is kind of like a game yeah bingo but say for example i am playing spider-man mm. on ps4 and you're playing stardew valley on the switch stardew <laughs> valley on the switch couldn't be more different couldn't be there's no point you looking at my checkpoints and thinking oh fucking hell she's just conquered the enemy of manhattan <laughs> Not mm. thing. swinging around fucking new york i haven't done that yet it's like well listen that's not you're not doing that in your game you've got a chicken coop to build yeah exactly i'm you've not mr spider-man looking at your fucking relationship with shane thinking shit i need to work on my farm or whatever that is the nichest <laughs> reference it could possibly be <laughs> but do you get what i mean completely you're living different and lives, even if you are paths. having the checkpoints you will be having them at different times that's kind of just the fun of being a different human being to everyone else mm. yeah I know that's obvious, but... No, it's not, though. It's completely not, because... I think it's good to remember. I think if you... I mean, if you've lived in this world, and I'm sure we all have, unless there's any aliens, hey! Hey! I think then <laughs> you... Hey, guys! Take me I'm with you, wing. please! 
I think we all know very clearly what the perfect life it looks like if we if we're told we've mm. we've, all, we've all watched movies we've all listened to songs we know what the checkpoints are mm. we know what they fucking are for example we just said one you buy a house yeah you get your GCSEs you go to uni you get married you have your kids you have your career we know like uni isn't fucking... one of them as much anymore like really it's not but like it for example anything that's glorified as a checkpoint yeah as, yeah, as, totally, as a thing you should do in a life yeah Mm-hmm. we all have know very clearly exactly have a baby buy a dog they're all in there we know we all know that we can go on and on and on nice car we know them <laughs> yeah. and it's very very clear what we should all be hitting we all know them even if there's some variation of like oh well i'm not going to um go i'm not going to buy a house but i'm going to buy a, like an amazing car we all know that there is a variation of like points that we should be hitting mm. so then when it's like oh well you're not living the same like my my version of success looks very different to your version of success, but we're all still comparing it to this like blueprint of success that's been given to us yeah. from a very early age. So it's really difficult to be like, my life just looks different to that. I'm on a different path to that. Cause it's like, but why does my path, the thing that makes me happy look so different to what should make me happy or mm. made all of the people that I love in films so happy or all the people in the songs that I listened to made them happy. Like why does mine look like... Um, going for a walk every day like that's not one of the checkpoints but that's a checkpoint for me it's so true I also think like happiness and success or like ideas of success are different things like in films we might be shown ideas of success fine that relate to real life but Mm. it's kind of the arrival fallacy thing of you might have all of the markers of success or you might have I'm sure you've achieved things in your life I'm sure of it but they don't always bring you happiness Mm. I think it's like the achievements don't feel necessarily the way that you thought that they might feel when you get them all this time I know we say that all the time but maybe you do have the house and the degree and the car and the whatever you maybe you maybe you have another list of things that you're that you were really looking forward to and I'm sure when you got them you were really happy about it and I'm sure when you're in the right zone you're really happy about it still but I think having a base level of contentment is not something that we see in films and that is more realistic than like feeling this overwhelming quite like an adrenaline buzz from having something amazing is that you I'm sure you have an amazing thing in your life and it's not even that you take it for granted you just you're just living a life and experiencing a range of emotions you're not always going to be fucking buzzing your nut off every day (laughs) do you know what i mean yeah completely i just think we don't see real representations of emotions that much because i think a big part of life is just finding peace and contentment and that sometimes takes really exciting fun euphoric forms and sometimes that's really mundane and simple and calm and just reflective and nice love that both are valid don't you think yeah completely completely because i think you're told that you want or not even told like who's fucking telling me this shit but But, you pick it up along the way you'll see it we're all seeing these blueprints they do exist yeah constructs yeah in everywhere you look literally Mm -hmm. everywhere you look there's there's what you should be doing versus what you are doing in your failure of a life and that is Mm -hmm. pretty much the design of Instagram is to make yeah. it so y- your life feels pretty shit compared to what you're looking at. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's everything. The idea that 
the the small it's not even like celebrate the small things but it's like actually like take some of the weight off of the big things i think there is so Give much like credit you should well. feel like this when you walk along that graduation fucking stage mm. when you fucking buy your dog whatever you want to do you should be filled filled with this emotion but i actually think it's like the lessons i've learned is that you don't necessarily because it could hit you five years like it could actually hit you three days later the feeling or it could hit you Mm -hmm. randomly you're on the toilet and you think oh my god i've bought a fucking house yeah it doesn't need to be the moment you open your front door no but it's true it could hit you at a moment you don't want it to maybe it is the moment that you get in the front door and then two weeks later you're stressed fucking stripping the tiles in the kitchen thinking why did i sign myself up for this huge product i haven't got that money in my account anymore did i make a mistake blah 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 but every emotion valid but temporary every way that you feel fine completely valid but also temporary but it's not it won't last, last. yeah it's that fine. is so good like yes you might get the adrenaline and the buzz oh, love that you're gonna be in a mood one day like i would put all my money on it it's like 2p trust me i'll put all my money so, on don't it. quit your day job <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay i wanted to ask you a question because because <laughs> we're on a podcast and that's what we do mm. um but I wanted to ask you if you have kind of something that you remind yourself that makes you feel a bit better when you feel like you don't have a plan coming up. Because something that I say all the time, I've definitely said it to you. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, probably. <laughs> Just constantly repeating myself, making dull points, <laughs> somehow more dull than the previous. Um, but something I say all the time, whenever like, my friend is like freaking out about something or like I am in my own head about something... I always reference that like the foundations of our pop culture is like friends and sex in the city. Love this. And yeah. you know, like all of these shows where you're seeing people Girls, even. Yeah. Sex in the City Love is it. so good because it's older women. Yeah. Or just a group that aren't necessarily super represented in media in general. But it's like you're watching kind of 30-year-old, like you're 18 thinking, shit, what am I doing? But the pinnacle of like Hollywood and like the pinnacle of entertainment is a 30 year old Rachel Green crying because she feels like she doesn't know what she's doing. But she's having kind of the time of her life running around with her friends in New York being lost and not, you know, she doesn't have a clue where is she next week, she can't pay her rent, blah, blah, blah. And you're lost right now. It's like maybe that's what life is about. Maybe that's actually the fun of it. Maybe that is kind of the point right that, maybe yeah, that's, that's desirable it. do you know what that is called it's called life that exactly. literally that is life not just life a desirable life to be young yeah. and confused and lost and stressed and in your head it's kind of a vibe honestly it's like kind of an aesthetic in itself not to be gross but it's i remember when i remember saying like you were like, I'm just not to out you. You were like, I'm so God, confused. I'm so lost. I'm so lost. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Sounds like me. And I was like, is that not the point of being 24? Like, is that yeah. not the fun of it? This is back when we were 24. Good yeah. times. <laughs> that dates it. It was last year. <laughs> but is that not the point? When the foundations of what we understand to be cool and exciting and fashionable and desirable is like 30, 40 year old women running around scrapping for their rent Carrie Bradshaw exactly and just like living out with their friends and feeling like shit half the time and like having a panic attack while they get dressed like 
is that not the point? Love, 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 love. It's just quite humbling, honestly. It's, it's quite a humbling moment to be like, shit, maybe I'm just living. Maybe I'm living it. Yeah, as I should be. I'm, I'm literally winging it. Well, quite, <laughs> love it. Maybe it's you're on track. Exactly. It's like, maybe that's you on track to have exactly. some fun. Right. You're not behind. You're not a mess. And the hindsight is so 2020. Like when you look back, for example, when I look back at that little girl who was 11 years old and she was like, shit, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. My GT, or well, not even my stats, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, first of all, you're a child genius. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> and second of all, you're so cute. Like, what are these worries? Like this poor girl. But I just see it it's so plain as day to me when I'm detached from the situation. I'm like, oh, look at this little kid, like stressing and taking on all this responsibility. Like that's so sweet. And it just becomes so clear that I was fine. And I think that uh, as much as possible, you can detach yourself from where you are right now and just zoom out and get a bit of perspective and get out of your box. To be honest, get a grip, what I always say. If you can just zoom out and like see yourself from a third party perspective, very hard. Yeah. But the, the sooner we can work on that, the easier your everyday life becomes because all these... All the stupid shit just fucking melts away. It's like, what even is that? Why am I even stressed? I'm sure I'll figure it out. That's why I think I love zooming out so far that it's mm-hmm. like I'm zooming out to the perspective. The third party is the aliens. Of the universe. I, yeah, I zoom out and I <laughs> yeah. become God for a second. I'm zooming out and I'm not stopping. I zoom and <laughs> yeah. I zoom and I zoom. Back, 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 back <laughs> into Earth is a tiny speck. And I'll never come back. <laughs> and then suddenly GCSEs. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Exactly. You're joking. Exactly. Yeah, so I love that. I love the Zoom. So I, that's what I was going to ask you is what's your little reminder that you give yourself for the Zooming out? What What's a little little life hack? Well, I can Zoom if and Zoom. If you rub your brain in beeswax, it's waterproof and all of the worries melt away. <laughs> what's your little life hack of like... Mm, something that always hits me whenever I do a meditation... Mm-hmm. And it's a phrase, I wouldn't necessarily say this in my life, but I think it's weird how much it hits me every time I hear it. But you're going to say it on the podcast. Yeah. It's not something that I would be like, it's hardly a mantra I would use, but every time it's said to me, I'm like, oh, that really did soothe me. Like, it's a nice thing. Yeah, it kind of could be. And whenever I'm in a meditation, the phrase that gets thrown around is, you are exactly where you need to be. Oh, And for some reason, that just takes it all because it's like it makes it seem like there's some plan to this right there's some plan and where you are this is the part where yeah i stress out you're exactly yeah. where you need to be where you are right now in your meltdown in your car or having a bit of a shit day but wherever you are lying in your bed you haven't left in four hours you're just exactly where you need to be yeah and for oh. some reason that just so it cute. just cradles you up it's like mm. oh well then what am i worried about then yeah and then I follow that with a major zoom. We're doing a dramatic <laughs> zoom out of the zoom world. Back in. And it's like, oh, it doesn't matter if you're yeah, lying oh, in your nice, bed for four yeah. hours. Because your entire le- life is a speck, is a speck in this universe. It's not not even a speck. It's, it's amoebas on fleas on rats. <laughs> it's nothing. Iconic. It's nothing. That's so good. Um, it's amoebas on fleas on rats. <laughs> I was trying to think, what's a speck funny. on a speck on a speck? It's amoebas on fleas on rats. It is. And I just, I love feeling small and insignificant. Yeah. It's not a big deal. There's a quote. I have a quote. It's an Eckhart Tolle quote, as I always do. And it it sums this up. I'm going to have to search the words in my notes app. It's a Chris Evans tattoo. (laughs) Could be. (laughs) Don't ask me how I know that. (laughs) 
What is his tattoo? I don't know, but it's something I can't tell. He's got he's got a few. Let's not get into it. <laughs> it really is. I read about the troll and thought that I could handle it. It's like, no, you can't handle it. You thought you were the only person on earth who didn't find him attractive. No, think again. I probably said this before because it's underneath my my quote about like whatever you want from the world or your, whatever you think the world is withholding from you is what you're withholding from the world Ooh. great quote still hits nice. me to this day mm-hmm. I wrote this note in May 2021 it's like god this is this wow old. it's nearly a year yeah, old but this hits me and just that feeling of zooming out and still. being insignificant we haven't moved we still need the exact same, same quote lessons. literally so shit we're still in the same place yeah yeah go on we're still as unstable as we were oh my yeah. god and i need this reminded to me every day it says if you are content with being nobody in particular content not to stand out you align yourself with the power of the universe Ooh. and as woohoo wishy-washy as that is there is something so amazing in being just i'm i'm completely fine to be just like nothing not stand out i'm not here trying to make a mark i'm not here to leave an impression i'm just here just to be myself live my life the second you do that the pressure is off and your life becomes yours again it is your life to live now you're aligned with the power of the universe whatever he says you're just here you're another you're (laughs) might as well be a fucking butterfly fucking tree Uh you're just here you're not here to be like oh i've got i've got a lot to prove it's like you don't you're just here and there's just so much power in just being like, if you take it out to the alien's perspective, you might as well be a fucking ant. Yeah, they don't want to hear from you. So be a happy ant. Then you can be a little happy little ant. That is perfection. Not to be the striving human. Fuck that. That's really nice. I was going to say, you saying that made me want to ask you something. I hope you don't mind. Mm. You said it makes you feel like remembering that. You said remembering that makes you feel like your life is yours again. Yeah. And I would like to ask you, when is a moment when you felt like your life wasn't yours? Every single moment I use Instagram. Oh, oh, wow. Every single moment that I have an experience in my real life and my primary concern is documenting that moment to share with other people, my life is not mine. So is it sharing? For me, it's, I think we've said this before, but it's not, the sharing that fucks me it's the it's being on the receiving end it's the it's the consuming that gets me it's not for me but it's It's, the sharing it's it's watering down my life into a condensed version of my experience i can't stand it really fascinating because i think there's i think people will have different opinions like i've always felt like the worst bit about social media is the consumption i could i could give a fuck about what i'm sharing who fucking cares yeah it's yeah it's fuck me i've spent like four hours looking at some girl i'm never gonna meet yeah like and now all of a sudden i want her life that's embarrassing like yeah that's the bit for me but i completely get what you've just said and i completely get what you've said i just yeah. think it's really yeah it's really interesting though isn't it there's uh, that's why um it's just not one fits all social media is, it's just a double-ended sword it's not a brandy melville vibe yeah it's, it, on one side there's the over-awareness of your self-presentation of like your mm. who who you want to show yourself as what you want to show your life as to this imagined audience to quote my own mother yeah imagined audience and then also on the other side there's this side you're the audience so you're the performer and the audience and then you're in it's, this a one woman fucking, <laughs> it's a one woman goddamn show <laughs> but it's also like the whole world all the world a stage at the same time it's like you can't move mm-hmm. it's awful and then you're just stuck in this loop of 
fucking reading up, like seeing other people's shit. I just that, but that bit doesn't fuck me up so much for some reason. Wow. What fucks me up is I'm out with my friends and there's this weird little urge in the back of my mind saying, Document. Like, that looks cute. Let's take a photo of it. It's like, no, let's just fucking not take a photo of it. Yeah, fair enough. Fucking hell. What about I mean, either way, it's not good. (laughs) No, it's a nightmare. It's a living hell. It is a nightmare. What about me? What? I don't actually know what the exact question is. When is my life not my own? Yeah, when is your life not your own? Um... Oh, I don't want to take us to the pits. I don't know. Take us to the pits. I have felt like my life wasn't my own. Let's get in our little pink car and go to the pits. <laughs> no, I'm I'm doing a quick. I'm doing a three point turn. I'm doing a Yui out of it. <laughs> Reverse baby park. Emergency stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I hate that question. Who? But who would choose such a life? Who would come up with such a dodgy <laughs> question? I don't know. I think going back to like. I had uni at such a, as such a goalpost because there was such a time when I was a kid or like even like up to like 18 or whatever when I really, my life really wasn't mine. Mm. So being able to go to university was like a real, oh, like this could be a real um, way out for me. Like I could really get out of a situation that I don't like mm-hmm. and give myself some autonomy. I think as a teenager, it... I think life is so fucking hard. And I just think if you're a teenager right now and you feel like your life is not your own, good for you for getting through it every fucking day yeah. and like showing up again tomorrow and just powering through and like good for you for getting this far through it. Yeah, I just think there's so much pressure on like literally everyone. <laughs> and I would really like life. us to all step back. Yeah, and just like make a fucking cup of tea and just put your feet up like get some cake honestly that couldn't sound better if you could have one cake in life what cake like if you could have a cake right now what cake would you have like what flavor um chocolate straight away wow i just love a chocolate chocolate cake cake. what would you choose it would be some kind of berry situation (laughs) (laughs) not necessarily but i've had i had chocolate cake last night Mm -hmm. the ogs one the one that you love that's ogs is really good i think what do you think of it? Yeah, they are good. I think I don't know if you can only get them if you're in the UK, but if you're in the UK, you should try these Ogs. I the the um. I want them to sponsor us. The two cupcake situation. So do I. Ogs, if you're listening. As in the, the sandwich. Yeah, Ogs, please. No, please. no, it's like a pack of two cupcakes. Okay, so you're going for the cupcake, vibes. and it's like two chocolate fudge cupcake vibes. I like those, but I kind of feel like the ratio is icing heavy. It's a lot of icing, but I like the icing. I quite like the little sandwich ones mm. that are, they're like All right, I'll a have bit a of the sponge cake with a thin layer of sugar <laughs> Ooh, and then a, nice. a real Ooh, little um, nice yeah a little really little like, really sprinkling. what an old woman would choose as a yeah, cake. It's really, lemon cake's my favorite <laughs> what is that it's santa it's santa stark it's my queen sophie turner yeah anyway um <clears throat> just thought i talked to you about cake mm. lift the vibes what's outfit. your worst cake like if I if I bake something with like a load of nuts in it, I'd be really gutted if you made a real nutty really? nutteroo cake. <laughs> I don't like too much nuts vibe. I don't like super seedy. Oh, I, I do. Like <laughs> oh, I like it to be grains. <laughs> I don't like it. I I don't have a very sophisticated palate for that. I'd rather. Oh, I had hot dogs the other night. Oh, so good, so good. Yum. 
What were they? Which hot dogs were they? I don't know. Just throw another brand name in. I don't know. Let's get another know. sponsor on the go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but they were really fucking good. And, oh, I didn't tell you about this. Mm. I had an epiphany. I love to hear it. I don't know why no one told me that mustard was good, but mustard is good. It's so good. <laughs> if you didn't know. It's so good. Mustard on ketchup. On, on ketchup. Amoebas on please. <laughs> mustard and ketchup on hot dogs. So good. What mustard? Are you, are you going for like a yellow squeezy mustard? An American, you... yeah. Really? Sweet. Not sweet. Squeezy. I've never it. had that. Yeah, it's good. But I had Dijon mustard the other day. Nice. And I was like, this is nice. Yeah. It kind of gives me a wasabi vibe. I think it's because we're getting old. Yeah. It is kind of wasabi. Yeah, it's kind of if my grandmother had wheels, she would be a, vi- a bike saying it's wasabi. But I do get the vibe. This Because I've only got into wasabi quite recently. Mm. Like, I would usually be a sushi and soy sauce girl. Right. Now I'm going for a wasabi vibe as nice, well. Nice, yeah. And I think then I was like, right, I'm going to have mustard on. We had Beyond Burgers. Yum. Another brand in there. <gasps> Yum. Um, and I put Dijon mustard on it. And I was like, this is great. Yum. So I agree. Maybe we should have a mustard party. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I just, honestly, I've never... I've always turned my nose up. I've always judged a book by its colour. I always thought, that's not for me. And then you know what? I gave it a go and I thought, you're a fucking idiot. You've been missing out on that. Yeah. I think we can go now. What? You think we're done? You think the episode is done? 48 minutes. All right, fine. Let's go. Maybe it's not. I almost feel like, are we going to talk about mustard for 10 minutes and just put that on the end of the app? No, I thought we were going to change the subject and pull back in, but I'm happy. Okay, no, let's let's change the subject and pull back in. All right. (laughs) just a quick one just a quick one then can i ask you a question yeah you uh, can sorry i'm just i feel like i'm not asking you any questions i just really don't have anything in in this little brain of mine <laughs> i'm not asking you any questions i just really don't want to talk to you <laughs> it sounded like i just really don't want to talk to you um i i think a big part of this concept mm. hear me out is comparison so much which is potentially the, the crux. crux of every concept yeah. that we talk about on here is comparison but it really is look when they say the thief of joy they're not joking <laughs> they are they're not they're not fucking around they are not if a quote has ever hit no quote hits harder than that it's so true i would even go so far as to up the crime the murderer of joy <laughs> it's the ultimate destroyer of joy not just joy of all things good in the world you oh. know that famous quote comparison is the ultimate destroyer of all things good in the world <laughs> is though it is why is it so bad i think because it's internal personally if i'm comparing myself half the time i don't even realize i'm doing it let alone sit down and ring someone up and say i've been comparing myself for 45 minutes do you know what i mean it's so internal i think we don't even catch ourselves doing it completely completely agree and it's so shameful it's very deep in there yeah totally it's so shameful it's not just like oh i felt um sad or anxious or which yeah obviously have shit tons of shame attached to them as well offended but or comparison whatever, because yeah. it's almost like it's about someone else though mm-hmm. it's you looked yeah. at someone else they didn't ask for oh, this mess it's not a great feeling it's so <laughs> horrid but thing is it's so it's really bad absurd that we've attached that level of shame around it because i really think it's one of the most universal feelings it's so human yeah in this world that as i say is so demanding <laughs> Do you want to tell me you're not cut out for this world without actually telling me you're not cut out for this world? Yeah. This world is so demanding and everyone's got so much pressure on them. But I really believe it. It is demand after demand. It is demand after demand. I don't have the time for this. I don't have the mental capacity. Anyway. <laughs> no. Um, in a world that is making so many demands of you, sorry that I'm also looking around comparing myself. What did we expect? It's completely by design. It's not a coincidence that you find yourself sitting scrolling and looking at these other people thinking, shit, they've got it 
so good or like fuck i'm a fucking failure in comparison it's completely by design that you're doing that doesn't make you weird doesn't make you wrong makes the world fucking wrong (laughs) i don't know what we're gonna do about that but i just wanted to put it out there well there's we've spoken about her in an episode before the world's first comparison coach comparison coach (laughs) lucy sheridan her name is on instagram you can find her yeah lucy sheridan i haven't looked Mm -hmm. at what she's doing for ages but no i haven't actually but But good for her i'm sure she's i'm sure she's doing amazing lucy sheridan to us guys go straight to the source you can end this podcast here it's all downhill from here i'm sure (laughs) uh yeah the comparison coach doesn't say the world's first anymore though someone pipped her to the post maybe she's been pulled up on that <laughs> yeah the, the her, her bio says helping here to help you live your life oh, so wow basically what this episode was trying to do you're probably going to get from her instagram account lucy sheridan check her out i think also she has a book um so if, if oh wow yeah, i think she has a book God. <laughs> promo are we <laughs> Are we promoting someone else's What's going on book? Here? <laughs> are, we, are we allowed to do that? Just what? Um, I haven't read it. I don't know what it's like. But I always think if I suddenly got into like a comparison-y spiral, I would want to be reading mm. about comparison. I do feel like it's one of those things that you need to tackle quite head on. Because as you said, it's something you're not aware of. It really does live beneath the surface. It runs it's away with you. It's just there. Mm-hmm. And you almost live your life just feeling slightly shit. So it's something that I think comparison it's like i want to be tackling that i want to be on that and i think she's got all styles of comparison it's just fascinating yeah i want to tackle it but i also want to be accepting and forgiving of myself Mm -hmm. in the ways that i feel on any given day do you know what i mean yes like work in progress yeah working on things but also like who i am is good enjoying my life with all my issues so true <laughs> with all my issues me and my the demons start enjoying this life stop coming yeah <laughs> <They don't. laughs> just hanging out with my demons okay well look i'm more than ready to go now i think everyone's yes, had I'm absolutely enough of us more enough of me speak for myself weird little bit on the end about comparison hope that <laughs> hope that fed some weird little thing about mustard yeah okay oh, well if you don't hear from us if you don't hear from us seem the worst seem the worst Weirdly split. <laughs> we keep splitting that. I don't like it. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com